morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our Free3 family this morning. We got the funniest Italian in crypto, also known as the top crypto researcher on the planet, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is in the flesh. With over 1,100 followers on Twitter and the lead asset manager for Phoenix Crypto Assets, Mario, the node defender, is joining us. And the head of 3T Security and proud husband of Shelly, Gonzo, is back on the podcast. And it wouldn't be a Monday if we didn't have the cash flow king, passive income expert, and airdrop extraordinaire, Mr. Andrew Cashflow, is joining us. I'm very excited to have everyone. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing Tesla is holding over $1.2 billion in crypto assets. We tell you what Elon is holding and why his company will be leading the way for adoption of digital assets. Decentraland is changing the game. We've got three massive companies with over $12 trillion in assets under management moving into the metaverse space. We break down why they're choosing Decentraland and how our users can take advantage of this unique opportunity. Michael Saylor denies the Bitcoin selling rumors and XRP case is extended to the end of 2022. We tell you what this means for the XRP army. And we're also going to break down the Freedom Conference and the ripple effect our community is having on the crypto space. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I know all of us probably lost our voice this weekend. I'm not alone here. I know Gonzo definitely lost his voice. So we'll start off with Johnny Crypto and work our way down. Mr. Johnny Crypto, how are you feeling on this Monday morning? I heard you took a private jet home. Is that true? <laughs> if, if you consider private jet with 300 seats private, uh, then I <laughs> but uh, yeah, I won't lie. I am freaking exhausted. I'm tired. I literally got off the plane an hour, you know, and I literally walked at the door 20 minutes ago, really tired, but I got to say it was a, it was a really, really, um, I can't even find the words. It was just so awesome. The experience this week, if you made the freedom conference, you know what I mean? If you didn't make the freedom conference, <laughs> Uh, at some point, you may be able to to watch it. I don't know if they'll release snippets of it, but um, it was just a great time. Um, it was awesome to be there with a, our Freedom Fighters. I don't know if you guys can actually see the, the back of the shirt there. You can kind of see the, the Warrior Academy there. But, yeah, it was freaking <coughs> really good abs. But, um, yeah, a little tired. A little tired today, but we'll see. Awesome. Well, I'm sure you'll pick up the energy because I'm going to bring it this morning. We'll go to the Node Defender next. Mario, you broke over 1,100 on Twitter. Why don't you tell our listeners what you're doing correctly? Man, he, I don't know if I should feel happy or embarrassed. I'm not really sure about the whole 1100. You should <laughs> feel happy. Good. You should feel yes. Happy. I you feel like, you only had like 200 a, a month ago. You're killing it. Yep. No, absolutely, absolutely. But it's just you know, there's I still got a ways to go. That's <laughs> but, awesome. Uh, and is that a Node Defender shirt you're wearing? It is. Yes. Awesome. Check it out. Yeah, I yes, want one. Right yes. yes. I want. I wanted to wear a three T-shirt, but honestly, I haven't even unpacked yet. Everything is still inside of my bag. I had. I have all my my shirts in there, so you'll see me with one of the uh, one of the warrior shirts. And it's so amazing how we were just all together a few hours ago, and here we are back on the metaverse. Back in the metaverse, and for the first time this weekend, I actually tried on on Johnny Crypto's Oculus. 
changed my whole perspective on where we're going from the metaverse standpoint. But I do want to go to Mr. Andrew Cashflow. There were tons of questions about you at the conference, and we missed you. I made sure to reference you on stage, as did everyone else. So how are you doing on this Monday morning? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing excellent. You know, uh, I, I was very sorry that I wasn't able to make it to the conference. But yeah, rules, regulations, stuff, and uh, all other kind of uh, yeah, un un understandable things. However, you know, um, I enjoyed myself also very much with uh, with other stuff in the 3 T Academy for also other people that weren't there. I even made uh, a new video for uh, for asset allocation. I did something about uh, 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 how to transfer crypto in a cheap way because I I, I can imagine a lot of people uh, uh, yeah spend a lot of money for the for the conference. So I have some cost saving uh, issues published already. I got a lot of positive feedback. So uh, I, I, yeah, I spend my time uh, really well. That's amazing, Andrew. And I want to relay the message. You're very popular within the Academy and within our entire community. So a lot of people said thank you and they really appreciate your content. Put two to $500 in, let it sit and grow long-term just like you did with Terra Luna. We'll kick it to Gonzo next. Gonzo, I'm not sure if your voice is going to be there this morning. So this will be exciting to hear. How are you feeling and is your voice back? No, not exactly, but it, it's a lot better than it was uh, yesterday when they saw me last night. I was, uh, I, I couldn't, I was trying to talk, but I like had no voice. So uh, definitely um, at a loss for words, but um, I'm still kind of on that buzz of that vibra vibrational energy that we all shared over the weekend. You know, um, I got my, my diamond hand shirt on, you know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome. Like definitely um, for those of you that couldn't attend, you know, do whatever you need to do to plan to go next year. Uh, but uh, it was definitely life-changing. And then meeting all of you was just was just another level. It was amazing meeting you, Gonzo. And your wife, Shelly, you guys are beautiful people and you have amazing energy. So I look forward to being in person with you guys many more times in the future. And we're going to circle back around to the conference content, but I do want to show people what's going on in the market today. So we'll start this thing off the same way we always do with our 3T Good Morning Twitter account. Follow us at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, where you get access to all of us. Please go smash that follow button and tweet at us because we love interacting with you guys. We are sitting in extreme fear this morning, people. We are at a 23. This is a possible time for accumulation, which we will deep dive into later this episode. But I do want to cover a lot of the price action that's taking place today. So we are at 1.8 trillion in global market cap with Bitcoin sitting just above 41% and Ethereum just below uh, 20%. Bitcoin is below 40,000 this morning, people. So there is some bearish price action taking place. Ethereum is about 2,800. We have XRP at 67 cents. Unbelievable. Terra Luna at $92. Cardano at 86 cents. Polkadot, $17. Kronos is 39 cents. Cosmos, $21. Stellar is at 18 cents. And Hedera Hashgraph is at 17 cents, people. So we always talk about when we are in extreme fear, these are possible time for accumulation. And I think we're seeing a lot of opportunities within the market today. I'd love to get some comments from Johnny Crypto, and then we'll circle around to some open-ended content. What are you looking at this morning? You know, you're going to laugh, but since we're such big Bitcoin maximalists here, um, I'm actually looking at Bitcoin, uh, just look at the price and see where it's at. And frankly, I ain't worried. I, got, I kind of really want to see it come down to about 36, 37, because I think that's where you're going to get that double, triple, you know, double bottom there. Um, and then I think, you know, so what's going to happen is there's <clears throat> the market makers are going to want to wipe out all the uh, the shorts, right? Because right now we're kind of sitting in the fear zone, right? So that's more of a short play. 
And so you want to see them come and wipe all those shorts out. And I think maybe a, a pull down to 36K will, 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 will wipe out all the leveraged liquidity plays and then, or I should say leveraged plays. And then I think maybe we'll start to see a run up. I think by the end of the year, we'll go back and we will see a test of 60 or 65K. But um, yeah, right now, again, I like the fear zone. I've been saying that for a while. This is where you buy. This is where you accumulate. So um, for me, same story right now. Just keep a key. If there's something you like out there, if there's some real world coins you like, go get them. This is the right time to, you know, go buy them. I'm with you, Johnny. And nothing has changed for me from a sentiment standpoint until we break below that $30,000 mark, which I don't believe will happen. This is just typical ranging from a price action. And, and I'm really not surprised by any of this. We're not below anything we've seen before. We haven't tested that $35,000 level. And I'd like to go to Gonzo next. Is there anything that you're looking at and analyzing in the market? Yeah, I mean, if we had the chart up right now, you'd see we're in that parallel channel. And like structurally, um, you know, uh, in the trend, um, I'm not worried about anything. We're still making lower highs, right? So until we break like below 38, then we start, you know, breaking uh, one of the structurally, like one of the uh, supports, and then we need to keep watching it. So like Johnny's always talking about that extreme fear, um, you know, if you're just getting into crypto, these are the good times of dollar cost averaging, you know, as far as like my most consistent DCA strategies with Cosmos, right? And I think it's close to 20. So I'm kind of watching that level because I think if it doesn't hold the $20 level, it might go down lower and then I might start buying a little bit more. So I kind of put that on hold while I watch it to see what it does. And, and that's just for like a lot of the different cryptos, right? Um, they're all just um, reacting. And this is why we talk about Bitcoin so much, right? Because it's the energy of the market. And um, the alts go as Bitcoin goes, right? So that's why we keep an eye on it. And it's interesting because a lot of people ask for these opportunities to accumulate and then they come by and they get so fearful that they're waiting for that additional dip. So when we get price action upwards, everyone's always waiting for that additional 20%. And when we go down, everyone's always waiting for that additional 20%. But I know Andrew Cashflow is a huge, huge Kronos and Cosmos fan. So what are you looking at in, in the market this morning? Is there any airdrops or passive income opportunities our listeners should be aware of? Um, yeah, the, the airdrop season is, is always uh, full going on, so um, I'm all, always working on, on airdrops and also putting, uh, putting stuff out. However, I was just looking at, uh, at Bitcoin and you know what I do? I always have my buying orders standby. So the, the, when, when I bought Bitcoin, then I put a new buying order 10% lower. And then I bought that, I put a new buying order, 10% lower. And then I bought that. And every time I increase my amount of money that I invest with 25%. So that means that your average purchasing price is going down, down, down. It's going faster down. However, you must keep in mind that yeah, you can go up to yeah, 50, 60, 70% down from, from the top. So uh, keep, keep, your, uh, keep your cash uh, uh, available for that. But you should make it all the way down to, to the bottom. And, you know, and that's not only for, uh, for Bitcoin, it's for, for, for Atom, it is for Luna, it is for, for all these kinds of stuff. And, and when you talk about Luna, or if you talk about, uh, about Atom, I would say, but I always say, buy Atom, buy Osmo, and buy Juno. Stake it and vote. Vote everything you can. And you know, it will, it will pay off. 
Awesome. And I have the XRP price chart pulled up here, and I do want to give our listeners some peace of mind on this specific project. We're just continuing to create higher and higher lows, and we're sitting at 66 cents this morning. Our previous low was 62 cents, and the low before that was 55. So we are still in that bullish price action. We're still getting some bullish momentum. But I'd love to go to the Node Defender next. Is there any projects that you're watching, or do you have any sentiment comments this morning? Yeah, I definitely have some sentiment comments, and I actually put out a tweet this morning kind of addressing it. and. I've said it multiple times here on the channel, welcome to the bear market. And whether we still have an alt season, that's possible. But I just see, I see, I see a bearish trend, essentially. Uh, this is typical bear market structure. Um, it doesn't go straight down in a straight line. You know, you're not going to see Bitcoin reach its bottom tomorrow. It's going to take time. So it, there's going to be retraces. I'm hoping that those retraces are a good a good reason for some of the altcoins to kind of make a move and so therefore have some kind of alt season that's what i'm kind of on the lookout for but what i tweeted this morning was that in 2018 to 2020 that bear market the biggest the biggest thing that i regret is is not accumulating uh during that time and i'm not making that that same mistake again so do we want to make money because we want the prices to go up absolutely but this is the time for you to be accumulating. So keep accumulating so that when those prices do go up, because they will go up eventually, you know, whether it's still this year, whether it's next year or whenever utility really kicks in, uh, ISO 20,000, 22 coins, whenever that kicks in, it's just a matter of time. Did he say bear market? I love when people start saying bear market. I love it because that's exactly... <clears throat> When it flips the other way, because remember how the market makers work. The market makers make money selling and buying on your emotions and your fear. So if everybody thinks we're in a bear market, we will end up going strong bull market. So that's what I want to see. So you have BitBoy saying we're in a bear market, right? And now we've got the node defender saying we're in the bear market. So the more people say we're in the bear market, the more I'm going to be buying right now because soon it'll flip. So that's what we want, actually. You have to understand that if everybody's talking bull market and FOMO, too late. You missed the freaking boat. It's over. It's time to get ready to sell. And uh, what we what you would have learned this week if you came to the Freedom Conference is there's an app out there called Merlin, and it'll help you set up your exit strategy so you can sell. You know what's, you know what's funny about, uh, like, you know, bear market and what Mario's saying? is that you know last year when we got the all-time high we didn't get the price appreciation but if you think about the pure emotion and all the hype that we had that we're going 100k and everybody yes. was all in that is the emotion at the end of a uh bull sure. cycle right so we had the emotion of it we just didn't have the price appreciation so right. you know something to be said about what mario's saying well you're right gonzo what's happening is we already hit the bull market, right? And when all that FOMO was coming in, that was the end of the bull market. We've been in a bear market since then. What was that? A year ago almost? Since we saw that nine months ago, right? So we're, we're in a bear market. We're there. The question is, when are people going to start saying it's a bear market, right? The more people yeah. start saying it, that's when you'll start to see the shift. I don't think we're getting a four-year bear market. I've already said that multiple times. I think this market dynamics have shifted. Do you think it'll go below 30K though? What are, your, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I mean, I'll believe it Great when question. I see it. Like, I, you know, I don't think if we go below 30K, you know, I, I just can't see it going below like 29, 28,000. 
just because there's so much money into it and it would get bought up so fast. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? So my argument against a bear market would be we have so much institutional adoption taking place and so many billionaires coming out and backing these currencies publicly, while also the U.S. dollar is continuing to lose value, whether it's the petrodollar or we're seeing more and more countries try and shift away from the dollar and into other currencies. Johnny Crypto sent me an amazing article about Iran switching over to the yuan instead of the U.S. dollar for oil allocation, which I think is massive. And, and I'm sure we're I'm not sure we're going to have time to cover it on this episode, but we will cover that later this week. I'd love to kick it around the group and get some sentiment because I think this is a fantastic conversation. So I got comments, but I want the other guys to go first. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at my graph here for uh, for Bitcoin, and what I'm seeing here is that uh, Bitcoin on the 22nd of January it made thirty thousand. Uh, uh, that was euros. So I have to go to, but it made it made a, a dip, very deep, and. I just bought, you know, and that, that's that's how you should do it. Take out your own emotions. Just take your, not only your exit point, but also make a strategy for your entry points. And it makes it so easy. And what you see, adoption is is everywhere. I mean, all those countries, all those actually kind of third world countries, they see also that they are, yeah, suppressed by a, 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 a superpower in the world. And, and they are suppressing them with money because money is weaponized in the world. Yep. So I can imagine that they say, okay, we have to do something different. And if I, if I then think to the video of Ray Dalio about the rising of, uh, of su superpowers, then, and, and if then Iran is going to, to buy or, or, or accept uh, one for, for, for oil, it's, it's, it's a step in, in the direction. Yep. Totally agree. I'd I'll love to go to the node defender. Yeah, I'll just say this. Uh, take a long-term approach. Unless you're a trader and you're actively trading or you're doing any kind of swing trading, um, take a long-term approach. Just, I really feel like we are in a bear market structure um, just because I don't see the strength in, in the market. And by strength in the market, I mean Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the driver of the market. Of course, we can have amazing news come out of XRP or Ripple. The Ripple case and XRP could... Just explode. Of course, we can have amazing news come out of a different crypto, maybe Cardano, some kind of crazy adoption, and then it can move. But at the end of the day, and, and I keep saying this, and we talk about Bitcoin so much because it continues to be the leader of the market. And I said this in the conference. The reason why it's important to look at Bitcoin, and a lot of people kind of prefer alts, but at the at the end of the day, I think people want to invest in alts because they're hoping that these alts are going to do the same thing that bitcoin did right go from cents to sixty nine thousand dollars so that's the thing that everybody's looking for with these alts so just take a long-term approach focusing on the short term is gonna it's gonna destroy let me, ask, let me ask a question are we in a hurry no no i'm not <laughs> no. no no nobody is in a hurry now of course everybody wants to make a million dollars overnight but <laughs> You know, diamond hands. Just, just be patient. Do what you love to do. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your life. Uh, and just keep accumulating. And you know, and in five years, and you look back, then you think, hmm, five years went pretty fast. But if you're just there, yeah, it, it takes it takes a long time, you know. But just keep doing what you're doing. Also enjoy your job, what you're doing. Keep keep doing your job. Because wealth is built not only on one pillar, 
you know, wealth is built. Look, look like wealth as a chair. A chair has at least three legs to stay stable. And one leg, yeah, you will, and it falls over, you know, everything is gone. Two legs, maybe a job and a little bit of crypto and staking rewards, so much better. But then you also need to add some additional uh, asset classes to make money. So, and maybe a web shop and maybe uh, uh, some other stuff. So, you know what? Multiple sources of income. That's why I love four-legged chairs, Andrew. Um, <clears throat> but um, before I answer the question, Abs, who the hell is this Johnny Crypto with a C? I, I don't know who the hell they're talking about. An imposter. It sounds like the, yeah. it's an imposter. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, um, me personally, I think that's a great question, Gonzo. I'm glad you asked it. I think we'll definitely see a pullback slightly below 30. We know this really, really strong rock foundational buying at uh, 30,000 from Michael Saylor, Elon Musk, and a few other elites. So I think they've kind of set the floor. And if it got that low, I think we would see them buying even more. But I do expect a tail, a wick, you know, we call a, a tail or wick, people call pigtail, whatever, many different uh, candle structures. For, but I think we'll see a wick below. I don't know why we're getting an echo here. I can't mute myself, but um, I think I think we're <laughs> I think I think we're going to see a, a, a pull. We'll, we'll see something below twenty. Because you have to understand something: the market make. I told you this market is is different now. Whales aren't running the show no more. This is run by market makers now. And the market makers, the big boys, they're out there to make money, right? And they're gonna they're gonna use your emotional strings, and they're gonna and they know. Don't forget, the market makers see everything. They see where all the buy orders are, where all the sell orders are. They know where it is to, to pull the liquidity. You will see probably a couple tails below 29,000, or I should say below 30,000, into the 29s, maybe as low as 28. Fear and shake the shit out of everybody. And you know, Mario said something important before. He says, I don't feel like it's a bull market, he said, right? He says, I don't see the energy there because you, you're, you're not going to see it until you're in the heart of it, but it's too late. You have to be in front of it, right? And so now people are starting to shift the mentality. They're feeling weakness and they're feeling they're feeling weak. They're feeling bearish, which means we're probably almost near the end of it. But we need more people to come out. And when everybody starts talking about crypto's horrible, crypto's terrible, that's what we want to see on CNN, Fox News. Guys, that's when you should get excited because they're going to flip that switch. Yeah, I mean, I think the other good the other thing that shows like Bitcoin strength is I know we we're busy with the conference stuff, but I was looking at um, the NASDAQ this morning and over the weekend, uh, it took a big hit, right? And, and the stocks took a big hit. But if you look at uh, Bitcoin, uh, it, it barely flinched, right? We were already kind of at these levels. So it just goes to show um, its strength. Um, so just wanted to add that. Yeah, and I saw a fascinating tweet the other day where it said Bitcoin five years ago from today was $1,200. So I can only imagine where we're going to be five years from now. Mario brought up something really important, which is we're focused on long-term timeframes. It's what all these guys preach. Michael Saylor, Kevin O'Leary, Kathy Wood, Mark Cuban. None of these people talk about three-month or six-month timeframes. They talk about half a decade at the minimum. So if we take the same approach as retail investors, that's how we're going to get the most success and the most money out of this market. And the only, real, the only profits are realized profits. So until you cash out, you haven't lost or gained anything. And I think that's really important to remember during this time. But I do want to shift this conversation a little bit. And we are going to go to Johnny Crypto first, where we talk about building generational wealth. Typically, 
Most people who are building generational wealth do it in pre-IPO investments, and that's what we have here. We had a partnership with Link2 at the conference, and they presented us some phenomenal information, giving people access to companies not only before the IPO, but before accredited investors typically get to invest in these types of opportunities. So I'd love to give Johnny Crypto the floor because he is actively participating in this program, and that's how he's going to become a billionaire. So what the floor is yours. Well, I'm going to become a billionaire. There's no question about that. Whether it's through Link2 or not, it might be through, as Andrew said, all those different legs on my stool. Um, but yeah, so Link2 is really exciting. Uh, Coach Shavian, the 3T Academy, has partnered with Link2. Uh, there will be a referral link. Either if it's not below here today, it'll be in the next shows. We'll have the links available where you can join. So if you are an accredited investor, this is exciting. Now, first thing people are going to say, what the hell is an accredited investor? So let me address that. Very simply. You either have to make over $200,000, and by the way, for two years in a row, <clears throat> uh, you have to make over $200,000 for two years in a row if you're single. Three, who's that next up? Great meeting you in person. Oh, cool. Uh, you have to make over $300,000 if you're married, two years in a row, or you have to have a million dollars in um, assets. So it could be like your 401k, real estate property. It just can't be your primary home. So if it's your primary home, you don't get to count it. The third option is you can have a, a, a license. I think it's a Series 6. Jeremy would know. I think it's a, a Series 7 or a Series 65 license. So if you have those three, those three will qualify you as an accredited investor. That then unlocks the world to where the rich people get to play. And that's things like this, where you get to buy ownership <clears throat> into private companies. So they say pre-IPO because someday these companies may go public. And so you now have access to go buy them at a, at a private share price. So, for example, Ripple was available out there, and you can buy Ripple. And I think they were offering it at like $32 a share uh, when I got in it last year or two years. When the hell I got in it and a half. Now I think it's like $42 they are offering it. But it gives me an opportunity, right, or us to buy in. Now, let's say, for example, oh, let's just use the Coinbase example. So they were offering Coinbase on Link2. Of course, I forgot to mute my phone. It wouldn't be a Johnny Crypto episode if his phone didn't go off. I love it. <laughs> you, can't say you can't say I'm not consistent. Hey. Um, so with Coinbase, for example, they were offering it on Link2, I think for like when it first got launched out there, it was a couple dollars. Now, does anybody remember what Coinbase, what maximum stock price it reached a year ago when it launched on the IPL? No, I can't. Uh, like, uh, guess. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was three fifty. Was it yeah, three fifty? Because I know it. Yes. Yeah. Imagine if you bought it at two bucks. So right. Imagine if you bought it two bucks. These are the kind of opportunities. So, for example, Uphold was being offered last year for for I remember when it first came out for three bucks, and I didn't buy it. Then, like a month later, they put it up there for four forty, and I didn't buy it. Then it went a month later, it went to six bucks. I'm like, son of a bitch, and I bought it at six dollars. And now I think they're offering it eight bucks, nine bucks. But if it goes pre, if it ever goes IPO, it may be fifty dollars or eighty dollars, right? So uh, that's what Link to is the ability if you're an accredited investor to go get ownership in these companies, like you see here, Abra, Acorns, better. They've got Dapper Labs, which owns a lot of the um, uh, some really cool gaming stuff. So anyway, that's what Link to is. It's all about. But again, you have to be an accredited investor, so you have to meet those three rules, and then you'll have access to all this beautiful stuff. Out there. And if I could just add one thing before we go to Gonzo here, if you don't know what IPO is, that's initial public offering. So, Gonzo, <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, just wanted to add. So, like, these aren't startup companies, right? They're uh, so LinkedIn already does all the research for you. So they're at least billion dollar companies. They call them unicorns, right? And that's where you see like 
Coinbase, Uphold, all these. So there are companies that they're that that you're getting access to early that are planning to go public, right? And I think that's why the Ripple shares go so quickly is because Brad Garlinghouse has already said that he wants to go public. What's what's holding that up is the SEC. So uh, you know everybody. Um, that that's why I mean it sells out in minutes. Actually, uh, you know what? I'm really said that. That's right, guys. Yeah. A good point. When I got my Ripple shares, I remember the guy telling me, you better move quick. I said, what do you mean? He goes, it'll be sold out by the end of the day. So I remember I went live at 8 o'clock. I got my shares at 8. I was so, I look, you know, guy, you guys know me. I'm not up at 8 a.m. in the morning. That was the first day I set my alarm and got up. 7.50, I was in front of my computer. By 8.01, I had my shares. By 11 o'clock, they were all sold out. Wow. So, yeah, it goes fast. And they got cracking shares up there. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're out there right now. But point is, when they come, some of these sell out almost instantly, and some are out there for quite some time. It all depends on you know how much popularity it is. But the crypto stuff, and they have more than just crypto stuff, as you can see here. But the crypto stuff usually sells out pretty fast. Of course, and uh, I do want to mention another project that we were partnered with during this conference, which was TNNS Sports, which is creating some really, really unique opportunities for not only retired athletes. But athletes who aren't primary superstars in their sport, it's about creating long-term generational wealth. And I saw a really interesting statistic. It was 75% of NFL players, 24 months out of retirement, file for bankruptcy. And so they're addressing this problem and they're creating a solution. And I'd love to just open the floor and let people comment. What do you guys think about this project? And, and what do you think about the problem they're addressing and their solution? We'll start with Gonzo. Um, you know, I, it was really interesting. I think it's really cool how they're giving um, athletes an opportunity. And then, you know, I, I think it, and, and I'm not an expert in TNNS and how it works in the evolution, but I, I think I get the gist. But it's really interesting because if they get some of these athletes uh, at the college level, right, that get involved with the company, and let's say they end up going pro or they end up being maybe these generational talents, uh, and you're kind of already invested in them that's where you get the value. Right. Um, but, uh, it was really interesting hearing them, hearing them talk and what they're trying to do, um, from where coach brought us, brought them to us originally in the Academy. Now hearing in the conference, they are growing and they are expanding, right. They're talking about building their own NFT marketplace, um, so that the athletes can have their own NFT projects. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's really, really interesting. Yeah, I could just add as well that I, I really like the fact that they're trying to bring equality into the, you know, into athletes, into sports. Um, like Gonzo just said, they're they're going to be working on an NFT marketplace. They're developing their own metaverse too. So this is really cool to bring the power just closer to the athletes where it eliminates a lot of those middle people that are just banking on on some of these, uh, on a lot of the money that that, that comes their way. Um, so I, I, like we saw from, from the presentation from, from Lisa, she did an amazing job presenting the, the project. There's a big gap in equality, right? As far as, as far as the, you know, women to men and, and the different kind of sports. So I think that's really cool to see. Imagine buying the next Tom Brady's NFT early on, like while he's still in college and you hold <clears throat> on to that, right? I mean, it's going to be hard to match tom brady but you know what i'm saying you get the gist of it yep yeah um just to add one thing before we close this topic out is uh so <clears throat> we will be having lisa who's part of this team on the show 
here in about, uh, I think, three or four weeks. So we'll have her on to talk more about this project. But what I found interesting during her presentation, she said something that was really important. She talked about how um, she was given the number of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the average of the athlete average uh, pay. And what was interesting was like the top athletes make a shit ton of money, right? But then once you get below like that top 10%, like the rest, I think she gave the women, the WNBA numbers and like the average player was making, I don't know, 77 grand a year or was it 70 grand a year? Like very, very, like the top ones are making 10 million or something like that. And then obviously in NBA and in, in NFL and man sports, right? We know that the numbers are even way higher for a subset of guys. But then a lot of people make the league minimum, you know, 500 grand. Now, I know that sounds like a lot to us, right? But the reality is you got to understand these guys have coaches, trainers, this, that. Their lifestyles cost them more money. 500 grand is not a lot of money, especially when your career ends. Yeah, The average career of a football player is three years. That's it. 150 grand. Uh, so 500 grand, that's $1.5 million. That's not a lot of money. Not right? including taxes. Yeah, exactly. So by the time they're done, if they make 700 grand, it's a lot. And, you know, and that's why you said it, Abs. They're, they're bankrupt in a few years. So this is kind of a way to help them maybe to sustain and keep their – you know, give them an income stream coming in. So it's a cool project. We'll have her on in a few weeks and she'll be able to talk, talk much more about this. Let, let, let me make, make a comment. Uh, I just did, did some research. I always ask myself, how can I buy? How can I jump into this project? So that, that's a little bit, um, not so easy. You can't buy it on Coinbase. You can't buy it on, uh, on, uh, on Binance or on KubeCoin, Kraken. Um, you can buy it on ApeSwap DEX. That is a decentralized exchange. And currently, when I see the chart of TNSS, it was at the peak 15 cents. At the moment, it is around 7 cents. So you can buy it for a discount of 50, 50%. So how to do it? The question is, so come to the uh, 3T Academy. There is a video in the, in the courses section, and it's called, make, make notes, Use ApeSwap DEX with MetaMask and Binance Smart Chain. And in this video, it's exactly explained how you can buy TNSS. It's not difficult. It is some work. And the, the, the example given is how to buy TNSS token. So you can do it. Spend no more than two to $500 in this project. And, uh, and just keep it there. Cherish it, uh, pet it like like your little dog or your cat, and just just let it sit there for for five years. Awesome, thank you, Cashflow. And I I did want to address a comment we had here where we had Tony Fortise Sadface. Us normal dudes can't be an accredited investor. Seems like such a biased process. Not only is it a biased process, but I don't think it's something that's going to be here long term. I read an article this weekend that said the SEC is going to address normal investors will be allowed to invest 10% of their annual salary into these accredited investor opportunities going forward. So by 2023, regular people like us, regular people who do not make $200,000 a year will have access and it may be limited, but it's better than zero access. So there is going to be change and people are addressing it. I do think this process is outdated and I do think investors are more informed than ever. So I was really excited to see that. I want to say, if you want to learn more about the cryptocurrency market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to all of us, including Coach JV. You get to look at his portfolio and really understand what he's doing to navigate this market from a mindset standpoint and how you can get the most out of the crypto market, because I know it can be overwhelming, especially for new investors. So a sense of community and a sense of leadership is what's most important. 
But we're going to hop into our crypto content for the day now, starting off with an adoption article. We have Stripe. By the end of the year, we plan to support crypto payouts in more than 120 countries. We'll kick it to the Bitcoin maximalist himself for just a really quick comment, and then we'll hop into the reminder, the remaining articles that we have for today. So Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts on 120 articles worldwide? I mean, 120 countries worldwide, giving them access to use Bitcoin on a daily basis. You're all confused. You don't know what countries we're talking. Top. <laughs> hey, I just got off. A, I got off a six-hour flight. Cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just referring to the fact that Bitcoin maximalists. There obviously any in this room, but uh, yeah, no, we all we all just got off that six-hour flight, so I totally get it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, this is you know, I mean, Stripe. I don't know if anybody knows what Stripe is, but Stripe is the payment system that most. Uh, vendors uh, online type to use um, as they're doing their, their payment system. So the fact that they are shifting, I mean, we've been saying this over and over again, the adoption is happening, folks. It's here. I mean, the writing's on the wall. This is just another validation, 120 countries. So it, what's happening is while the SEC lawsuits holding down ripple and kind of giving a black eye to crypto in general and conversations of the, I don't know if you saw the other day, last week, the U.S. confiscated so much money in crypto, right? Giving it all a black eye, beating it up, making it look bad, crypto bad, U.S. dollar good. The reality is we all know it's just completely the opposite. We know crypto is the future. We know the dollar is dead. We know the one will probably be the next crypto. Hey, Jesus Christ, I forgot to shut that phone off, too. Um, so the reality is this here is the elites putting all the pieces in place while they say it's bad. You're looking over here. You're looking this way. You're looking that way. And there, meanwhile, Stripe is putting all these pieces in place, right, behind the scenes to start building the future infrastructure of crypto. Stripe is going to be a part of that. It's huge at the end of the day. So and big here's what I think is so fascinating, Johnny, is that a lot of people are calling like Mario saying we may be entering a bear market, yet we continue to see huge adoption from not only countries, but institutions and billionaires all over the place. And we have another really cool article here, which is that Twitter is to accept Elon Musk's offer of $43 billion, and that could happen as early as today. That could be another major catalyst for crypto. We're going to see wow. how they integrate crypto onto wow. the Twitter platform. And especially Dogecoin and Bitcoin holders, because we know Elon holds both those currencies. So uh, I'd like I to get some comments from the group. I didn't even see this. When did this come out? Wow. Let's get, oh, that's why we're on a plane. This morning. Uh, yep. This is big, big news. But, you know, just remember this. Jamie Dimon telling people in 2017 that if you use crypto, you're going to get fired. Because I'm going to fire you. And that scumbag was, was doing patents. His company was creating patents in crypto while he was telling people he was going to fire them if they use crypto. I mean, perfect example. One more I got to say. Sorry. Floor is your I'd love guy. to go to Gonzo next because I saw he was laughing there. So do you have any thoughts, Gonzo? <laughs> I just love Johnny, man. I love his energy, especially after spending the weekend with him. He's just so awesome. It's contagious. But, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I saw the tweet this morning. Love you, brother. I love you, too. Um, you know, to see what he does with it, right? Is he going to be able to fix it? I mean, uh, regardless of what you think about Elon Musk, he's a very, very intelligent man, right? That's why he's one of the richest so it's going to be interesting what he does to fix Twitter uh, and then how he integrates crypto because he understands what crypto is and, and that it's the future. So, you know, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, I'll be watching the price of Dogecoin to see if we get a price pump because you start to hear narratives about, you know, he's going to integrate it with this or that. So that's going to be really interesting. 
Yeah, and as we're showing on the screen right now, Gonzo, like we did see an immediate price pump from this news on Dogecoin. So I'd love to get some comments yep. from Andrew Cashflow. Do you have any thoughts about this adoption and maybe Twitter integrating cryptocurrencies? Yeah, I was just making a note here, the Doge Twitter coin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Get ready you know, for it. You, you, this, this Elon Musk guy, indeed what Gonzo says, he is so intelligent. He is so smart. And, you know, he also has patience. He makes his offer, he buys he buys himself in, and he makes step after step after step. He has his goal in mind. I saw the other day a, a, a TED talk from him, uh, just, just I think two weeks ago or, or one and a half week ago, where he was interviewed about his steps for uh, for Twitter. And then also the, the, the guy who interviewed him said, if you can't buy Twitter, do you have a plan B? And then he said, yeah. Yeah, I have a plan. Yeah, of course, we want to hear your plan B. I said, mm, later. You know, this mm -hmm. guy is so smart. Um, I, I also think he's teaming up behind the scenes. He's teaming up with other major companies just to increase the 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 the, amount, the holding amount of uh, of uh, of his, his his Twitter stocks. And it wouldn't surprise me in the end of the day. He he will buy. Twitter and he will have a huge impact and that's what makes me so happy on the freedom of speech because that's all what I mean Twitter is not the company to make money with I mean it's impossible and and yeah. but 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 Elon just is an advocate of freedom of speech and that's why I love Elon and I heard yeah, a really great quote about just remember remember this though Andrew here's my fear right these guys all pretend and they're elites and they're billionaires and they, and they tell us one thing and then they do just the opposite. So I want to believe that Elon Musk is all about freedom of speech and he's really going to do that. But let's see when he takes it over and let's see. I want to see, is he really truly going to do it? Right. We're going to see. So I would just say this coach always says this. I'm starting to learn by this and live by this. Don't have expectations. Just have intentions. Don't be surprised folks. If he buys it, and next you know, you start being, you start hearing other people getting banned. Who freaking knows? I don't trust any of these billionaire leads until they prove themselves. If he truly makes it freedom, show me first, and then I'll believe you because we know how they operate. They're snake weasels. There was a fascinating quote I heard when Joe Rogan and Elon Musk were having their conversation on his podcast, and Elon Musk said, "Free speech is someone you don't like." saying something you don't like and that needs to be allowed to happen for us to have an have a, an environment where we can evolve and these conversations yeah. can take place discomfort is okay guys if somebody has a different opinion than you it doesn't mean they should be alienated and, and blocked off from these from these uh social media platforms yes of course there are trolls out there we see the memes and things like that but a lot of times it's just fun and games and a lot of opinions that you see that get people fired up they're not even their real opinions they just want to get a reaction from the community so I want to get comments from the group and we'll continue on with our crypto articles. Um, you know, that's the thing with free speech though, you know, right. That you have to allow the other side of it, however extreme, however vile, right. And however wicked, that's what free speech is. You can't, if you're going to have true free speech and you don't have to believe in what they're saying, but if you're going to allow true free speech, you have to have both extremes, right. Or else it's not truly free speech, right. Cause now you're limiting what people can say. Right. And even if it's vile and even if it's foul and we don't agree, there's somebody out there that has that viewer spitting out that venom. But that's what that's what free speech is. 
Yeah, and you know what's funny? Think about what's happening in China. Free speech is being removed. Abs and I were talking about this weekend. They are they have now what's called a social credit score. You say shit you're not supposed to shake, you don't get freaking paid. They take away your universal basic income, right? So now here we got Elon saying, I want free speech. And then the rest of the world is going the opposite direction saying, no, 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 we don't want free speech. The world doesn't want it. The elites don't want it, right? And I, I think Abs, I think I mean, Abs might even had an article that we talked about where the social credit scores are coming. And somebody was talking about it this weekend. I think there's another country now. That, oh, I think it was Italy. My, my country, those rap bad. I think they're going to now start. I think Mario was telling me they're looking at putting a social credit score in place, right? So now what is it? What is it, guys? Are we moving to controlled, no free speech? Or is Elon really, truly going to bring us free speech? Let's see. But I'm worried because the social credit score system, guys, that's real. We don't see it here yet. But as Abs, I think, brought up the article last week, that shit's real. And it's happening in China right now. And there is a delicate balance here, right? We had a comment. I'm not even going to say what it says, but I do totally agree. There is lines that cannot be crossed. And there, do, there is certain things that can't be addressed on these social media platforms. Also, we're moving into an environment where AI is becoming indistinguishable from actual human beings. There are plenty of accounts out there that are AI accounts. They're not even real people, but you wouldn't be able to tell unless you deep dive on this stuff. And I think that's going to only get more and more complex going forward. So we're going to need to address new solutions for this new environment. But I don't want to spend too much time here. We're going to hop into our next article for today, which is Tesla holds Bitcoin. The balance sheet shows $1.26 billion in digital assets on Tesla's balance sheet. And they haven't sold a single asset in over a year. The company's balance sheet shows $1.26 billion in digital assets. Tesla has neither purchased nor sold any crypto assets since the first quarter of 2021. We have a quote here from Elon Musk that says, I've never been more optimistic and excited in terms of the future than I am right now. Last year, when it bought $1.5 billion worth of BTC, the only sale of digital assets that happened was during the same quarter. And now they've been long-term hodlers ever since. Musk has said that he sees Bitcoin more of a store of value where he sees Dogecoin as better suited for transactions. This is very funny. He also personally owns Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin and stated he will not be selling any of them anytime soon. So I'd like to start off with Mario here. Mario, what are some of your thoughts on what Tesla is doing, having not sold anything and not actively trading within the market, but instead taking a long-term approach and just accumulating? Well, this is one of the indicators that goes back to what I was saying earlier as far as taking a long-term approach. You know, you, we could see Michael Saylor, Elon Musk, you know, all these different uh, institutions, Grayscale, BlackRock, everything is pointing towards cryptocurrencies or digital assets really being the foundation of the future uh, being the foundation of finance for the future. And I think he's right. I think Dogecoin is more appropriate for, for payments. I'm, I'm, you know, I do think that I do agree with that. Bitcoin is more of a store of value. People don't really want to spend Bitcoin. People are buying Bitcoin because they're trying to hedge against the dollar collapsing or they're trying to hedge against the inflation. Um, if I was to send Bitcoin to Johnny Crypto right now, it would probably take an hour or two. I've done it before. I've, you know, sent Bitcoin from one wallet to, to the next and it, it takes a while especially if the the network is congested on the other hand you could exchange dogecoin for for the frac for a fraction of a cost of the cost and and much quicker and you know there's other options out there of course xrp but he's got a thing for doge so what are we going to do <laughs> hey mark can you refresh hey. me when you sent bitcoin to me i'd love to know when that when that came here but uh oh no i said for example yeah. and i said i've sent before but not to you hey abs i think we just you. found a uh a new dogecoin maximalist we might is that mario I, I, yeah i think we might have a dogecoin maximalist here 
Two I was going to say, I was going to say, you heard it here first. The no defender said the new national currency is Dogecoin. <laughs> yes. Hey, well, if he's siding with Elon Musk, it can't be a bad decision. I want to go to Andrew Cashflow next. And we have 143 listeners on our program right now. I want to say thank you for tuning in. Please show us some love and smash that like button. If you want to follow any of these guys on social media, all the links are down below. But Andrew Cashflow, how do you feel about what Tesla's doing on their balance, balance sheet with digital assets? Did we lose it? Oh, oh Andrew, you're on mute. You're on mute. Mark. Andrew. There we go. It, is good for, it is good for Tesla. It is good for publicity for Bitcoin. It is good for adoption. Actually, it's good for everybody. And, 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 and as long as you stay believing that Bitcoin is the digital gold, the digital real estate. I mean, <laughs> we talked already earlier about Elon. He isn't stupid. I know even Michael Saylor isn't stupid. They all understand it. Love and, and you know, so yeah. What what can I more say about it? Uh, I, I can money. only recommend other people just keep buying. Keep. I do think keep. it's funny that Elon Musk decided to pick Dogecoin and be like their primary spokesperson because there's no doubt in my mind that Elon Musk is aware of currencies like XRP, XLM, Algorand, HBAR all these different opportunities and which are better opportunities in my opinion, but I'm no Elon Musk. So what the hell do I know? I'd love to hop into our next article, which is focused on the metaverse. We have Japan, Japanese car makers, Toyota and Nissan enter the metaverse. Nissan's virtual showroom can host vehicle launches and other events while Toyota's workspaces are being used to hold employee meetings. So Nissan and Toyota join European counterparts, Volkswagen and Mercedes Benz, in the making use of the metaverse technology using avatars, employees can take part in company meetings and also chat with each other. And with more people working from home because of coronavirus, we're providing our employees a unique opportunity to commute, communicate with others who are not there in person. I thought it was fascinating that we're seeing all these different car makers flood into this, this space at this particular time. And also they're all choosing Decentraland, which is mana for our listeners out there. Gonzo, I'd love to start with you. What are some of your thoughts on the adoption of the metaverse and MANA specifically being chosen by many of these billion trillion dollar companies? Um, so as far as the metaverse, you know, I said this at the conference, um, we're so early. Um, it's like being involved in Bitcoin, like in 2013, right? So we're going to see this more and more. Um, as far as like uh, Decentraland and Sandbox, I, you know, I feel like they have the first mover advantage. We'll see what happens with that. But really, we're so early. I still feel like maybe the metaverse that will, because we're going to have multiple, but the, the one that really is going to get the influx, I feel like maybe isn't even invented yet, right? Because while these guys are, are, are coming into the space, because that's what we have, um, I think when you guys went into it, it's been months now when you guys did a deep dive on the YouTube channel with Coach, right? It, yeah. It's still a little bit blocky and clunky. Uh, but when we get a metaverse that's going to be like an 8K, like probably like what the uh, MetaHero guys, Everdome, are building, right? That that really, really piques my interest because you're going to have some companies that are going to look at like Sandbox and Decentraland and not get it. But when they look at something that's an 8K that looks real, that's going to click with them, right? So um, definitely the metaverse, it, you know, it's funny because you hear people talk about it. They think it's a fad. Or, or, or it's a gimmick or they just don't understand it, but it's definitely not going anywhere, just like cryptocurrency. And, and it is a future. You can see it, right? 
But like the top two right now that we have are Sandbach, Sandbox and Decentraland. So, you know, that's what we have. <clears throat> yeah. And the reality is the metaverse is, is real. It is here. In fact, uh, go check the Twitter page. You will actually see a funny video of Jackie in the metaverse. And there's going to be other videos to be released soon of folks like abs playing in the metaverse. Um, and in fact, uh, a few of us this week after the show had a chance to go and spend some time playing at main event. And abs and I were sitting in a game where we were in the metaverse where we were in Jurassic park. I think we yeah. were, and it was interesting. We were deep in the metaverse uh, type game, right? We had the VR goggles on and everything. I shouldn't say the metaverse, but we were deep in the VR and it was really, really interesting because while we're in there playing, the reality is after about a minute or two, I started getting, you started getting a little nauseous. And I think abs felt a little nauseous too. Like literally when we took the lenses off, we had to kind of sit, uh, you know, and slow down for a little bit because it really screws up your, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, your equilibrium. Yes. Thank you. That's the word. God's so the reality is the technology is not perfected yet. Right. Cause like after five minutes, I couldn't have stayed in there anymore until they solve that problem. The metaverse, as Gonzo said, the one that's going to be the winner isn't here yet. But yes, there's nothing wrong with picking some of these now, like Mana, like the Central Land. I think those are uh, some of the plays that it makes sense. They're the early leaders, and they will have some. The metaverse is going to be split by, uh, there's going to be one winner. It's going to be a multi-metaverse kind of, uh, so there'll be multiple, multiple coexisting ones. And some of these that have that first uh, leader advantage, I think, will, will have a benefit. Apps, but uh, yeah, so it's way too early. But again, more validation that the big companies are spending money, they will perfect the technology, and we won't be on to, to something big. Uh, I did want to answer one question because I love interacting with the audience here. We got a question actually, this question just came up three times today, so I do want to address it. Um, for warriors who haven't had a chance to see Merlin, we will uh, you can go to, to get uh, to at get Merlin Crypto on Twitter page, and you can sign up for the beta right now. So no reason why you can't. And when it's available, it'll be available this summer. Uh, towards the end of the summer, you'll, you'll get a 30-day free trial. But for those who are in the Warrior Academy, I'll talk to Coach, and we'll probably – maybe we'll do a quick demo on it um, one of these Thursdays coming up. So I'll talk to Coach to see what we can do to get that for your Warriors who are in the Academy. Awesome. And I want to stay focused on this metaverse conversation. We have another article specifically centered on Mana where Fidelity <laughs> launches a multi-level learning center within the metaverse – Fidelity Investments with over $11.3 trillion in assets under management has entered the metaverse with opening of an eight-story learning center and the launch of a metaverse exchange-traded fund. A multi-level design complete with a lobby, dance floor, rooftop sky garden for users to explore on foot, and even teleport through. But what I thought was so interesting about this article is, of course, they picked Decentraland, and Decentraland is built on Ethereum. So in February, global investment bank JP Morgan chose Decentraland as a metaverse platform to open its lounge. And now we have Fidelity doing the exact same thing. The way we engage with each other and with our money is rapidly changing, whether it's through the rise of blockchain technology or the development of the new digital universe. So I'd love to go to Andrew Cashflow here and get some comments on what Fidelity is doing and how you think these unique opportunities are going to continue to evolve. We have trillion dollar companies accepting this technology. So what are some of your thoughts? Uh, you're muted. Sorry. What, what, what I think is, look how we are sitting here. Just we. I, I don't see the audience yet. I don't like that. I want to see the audience. Actually, I want to be in an environment 
where I can see everybody when I can look look around. So compare this with a couple of years ago or two years ago, we had to go and meet each other and drive in your car and, and have a meeting. Or now we do it online. It is pretty normal. I think when we are two or three years further from now, and we will look back and on these kinds of conversations, we will say, hopelessly old-fashioned. So we will really, we ourselves will also be uh, operating in a, in a metaverse and, and everything will be, uh, will be metaverse. And, you know, and there will be not be one metaverse, but there will be many, many metaverses. Yes. And the, the power of metaverse is now that you can have assets that are that has value in metaverse one but also in metaverse two and three and four so if i play a game in a metaverse and i i have a new skin and i have a sword and a new rifle and that kind of stuff now i can sell it or i can even take it with me to another metaverse so this exchange of 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 nfts that because a rifle and a skin is also an, an nft because it's your your skin and your rifle so it makes it so much different and people don't just don't imagine what it is. And the other day I was also thinking because you, you, you must, you must be able to have not because we currently, we have streaming music and we have streaming video. We also must have streaming money and that will also be a possibility to do it. And, you know, I'm so excited about all the, all the technical possibilities. And then there are many creative people who can build applications around it uh, an enormous amount of new jobs will, will 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 come up and there will be so much work uh, however yeah you know you have to learn and 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 study and 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 take take your your courses take take programming courses especially if you're young i mean you your your future is in in blockchain metaverses and 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 gaming and play to earn and and, and DeFi and NFTs and it, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And that's why yeah. I understand why these big companies say, yeah, we, we they, they're also not stupid. Yeah, we want to have a stake in it and not a smart, small stake, no, a big one. So and maybe, maybe eight out of 10 IDs will fail, but maybe two will be successful and they make a lot of money. Exactly. And Gonzo, I'm going to yeah. kick it to you right away. But I did want to say that Citibank predicted that the metaverse could be a $13 trillion opportunity with 5 billion users by the year 2030. And then we had Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley say that it's an $8 trillion opportunity. The crypto market as a whole is only $1.8 right now. So what are some of your thoughts, Gonzo? Yeah. So what this is showing us, it's more than the gamification, right? and the play to earn with the metaverse, right? And, and this is an example of it. it it's more than that. It, it's gonna evolve, right? It's like what we're doing right now, it's more than just meetings. It's being able to attend a school or university from where you live anywhere in the world, right? Yeah. To be able to go to the doctors, to be able to uh, go, go to the bank, you'll be able to do all kinds of regular life things in the metaverse and that's what we're talking about so it's more than like play to earn or the or what they call the gamification of the metaverse it, it's melding our real lives um into the metaverse right even the military is getting it. i think there was an article the air force is working on a metaverse right uh and, and as a training ground it's it'd be perfect right uh, and so we're going to see this it's going to evolve 
Uh, and so I, I can see that. I can see us uh, when it talks about 5 billion users, I can totally envision that. So we had a really cool comment here that says, why not continue to do all the regular life things in real life? Well, we're just, a, this is the evolution of the internet. So it's not that your real life situations are going to be moving into the metaverse, but instead it's going to be a lot of the same social interactions you're having on Zoom or the way that you're interacting with social media platforms. That's going to evolve into a 3D fully immersive environment. And that's what we're calling the metaverse here. I know Johnny Crypto had some comments, so the floor is open. Thank you, Ab. So first off, to that question, why not continue to do regular things in real life? Well, the people who have a brain are going to, but the future, our children, are going to be brainwashed into thinking it's normal because they're going to teach this stuff in school. Watch, Mario's kids, when the baby Mario comes and all the other kids, they're going to have, they're going to have VRs on their head, right? They're going to, these headsets, they're going to be they're going to in school. Everyone's going to go in school and you're going to put your – actually, you're not even going to go to school. You're going to go to school from home. You're going to put a VR headset on at home, and you're going to go to school that way. So that's going to be their future. Folks like us, and we found that we actually finally found our real boomer abs. So Johnny Ripple, not to be confused with Johnny Crypto here, is our real boomer because he doesn't get it, right? Because he's the, the boomers, they don't, they're like, what the hell is this metaverse thing? What's this all about? Um, the reality is, yeah, it is going to be for future generations, and it is going to be a form of control to immerse people. People are going to stay home. That interaction that we all enjoyed this weekend while we were hanging out, shooting pool, eating, what the hell, chicken wings and having a good time, you know, playing air hockey, uh, those kind of fun interactions, those are going to go away. You're not going to see a lot of human interaction anymore. And you're going to divide people up. Everyone's going to be in their own homes. And so it's, it's a stealth form of control in a way. Think about it. Because now who's going to get together? And the answer to the question, why are people going to do it? Because you get to be a fucking superhero. Who doesn't want to go fly a plane or, you know, be something that you can't be in real life? That's what the metaverse allows you to do. That's going to be a hell of a dopamine trip. And a lot of people are going to be hooked on it. And honestly, it I, was, I didn't even believe it until I put on the Oculus this weekend, but I'll kick it to Mario. Sorry for cutting you off. You should have seen abs. He he thought he, dude, you were swinging that thing like a ninja. I was a superstar. I was a yeah. superstar. <laughs> Absolutely. At Fruit Ninja. No, I, was, I was just going to say, Johnny Crypto was talking about baby boom. Isn't he a boomer? No? Who, Johnny Crypto? Oh, Johnny Crypto oh. is 74 years old, so I think that qualifies as a boomer, but I'm not sure if he's older than Johnny Ripple, one of our listeners. I want to kick it to our next article, and we're going to come back to Johnny Crypto. And, of course, he's not 74 years old, but we have Skybridge Capital saying that they are extremely bullish on crypto. I'm not going to deep dive into this article too much, but this is an asset fund with over $3.5 in assets under management, and they have plans to become one of the largest crypto investors in the entire space. They have a quote here that says, for us, we think the cryptocurrency markets represent tremendous growth. I'd like to go to Gonzo and get some quick comments, and then we'll head into our next article, which is an XRP article. Yeah, you know, it just goes into that narrative, Abs, that, you know, um, crypto is expanding. It's becoming more mainstream, and, and it's not going anywhere, right? And we're just going to see this uh, more and more, right? More people investing. It's going to keep growing, um, and, and it's going to continue to grow as an asset. Exactly. Well said. I don't even think there's anything more we need to add there. So we're yeah. going to hop into our XRP article, which is XRP holders will have to wait until 2023 for the Ripple slash SEC lawsuit resolution. The Ripple SEC case has been going on for the longest time now, from blatant allegations to constant delays. The case hasn't come close to a conclusion, and a, re a resolution isn't likely to occur before 2023. The expert challenges will reportedly take place in August. 
followed by closing briefs on the 20th of December of 2022. That's almost exactly two years after this lawsuit was filed. Who could have predicted this? I'm I'm not even sure who I want to go to first. I guess we'll start off with the no defender and then go to Andrew Cashflow. What are some of your thoughts on the extension of the XRP lawsuit and what our listeners can be doing during this time if this lawsuit is going to continue for another 12 months or even several years? I, well, first of all, I think it's unprecedented that it's taking this long. And there is there is a positive thing, which is for those that are just entering the market and haven't really had months or years to buy XRP or accumulate XRP, this this is just as good as it's going to get, right? Because I really, and, and I've said this time and time again, I really think that this is either going to be a settlement or a win for Ripple. I don't think the SEC is going to win this one. So this is an opportunity to keep accumulating, keep growing your bag. Those of you that are just getting started, take advantage of the opportunity. And then when the time comes, you'll be able to, you'll be well positioned to, to amass a good wealth. That's just my opinion. And there's a beautiful comment here before I kick it to Andrew Cathlow. It says, I have a two-year-old son and a baby girl on the way. I'm trying to do my best and enjoy my kids before they learn about this technology. This is why we do this show. We want to provide as much valuable as possible to our listeners. So these type of comments, they really hit me at the heart. And I thank you for commenting that. I'd love to go to Andrew Cathlow. I want to remind you that you're on mute at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I think because, why are they delaying over and over and over again? There is something behind the scenes. And I think the, the, the banks, the central banks, they are not ready yet to, to adopt it. They, they, they need to delay. They are working their butt off for the on and off ramps and the applications using XRP. Because XRP is already used a lot and it is super fast and super cheap. So, and they know it. So as long as they can, can delay it, you know, they, they, to me, they are just buying time. Yep. I totally agree. <laughs> Look at Johnny Crypto. I think he agrees as well. I'd love to go to Gonzo here because you have so much knowledge when it comes to the crypto markets, not just XRP, but the entire thing as a whole. In my opinion, this was a very smart move by Ripple in locking up to the schedule. That's what we had from the attorney here. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, two things. One, like you said, you're, we're gonna we're, we have new war. We saw that we, we have new warriors that are joining the academy. For, so, the, so for those of you that are new and haven't been able to invest, it's just another opportunity to keep accumulating. Right? We talk about this. You know, figure out what your what your um, dollar cost average strategy is going to be, and it just gives you more time. But to me, like the SEC is just dragging this thing out. Um, and, and I think it, I, I had a thought this morning about this when I saw the, the story and it was, you know, I, I, I know like the, what we think is happening. I agree with Andrew about the, um, you know, they're just not ready. But I also think that um, the SEC can't afford to lose this case, right? Because if they lose the case and it makes case law, then it's gonna cover all of the cryptos, right? that they won't be able to go back on forward. They will, but they won't be able to go back. And I think they, they don't want that. So by the longer this thing goes, and this is just my opinion, uh, I feel like it's the likelihood that it doesn't go all the way to the end. And there's some type of settlement. And if there's a settlement, I feel like the settlement's only going to be in the interest of ripple, right? Because they're a company. Let's not forget that they're there to make profit. They're a company. They're making moves. 
And as much as we feel that, hey, this might, if it goes to the end, we might create a new Howie test. I don't think that Ripple sitting there saying, hey, you know what, guys, we want to create a new Howie test. They want to get this done as soon as possible, right? So that they can continue to expand their business, right? And go public and do all of those things. So those are some of the thoughts that I have about it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's all pure speculation from, from all our parts of what's happening. But I believe we're call. I mean, Andrew must have a mind reading tool there because he literally read my mind. I literally <laughs> would have said exactly that. So I'm not going to say it. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yes. But what I will address is this question, because I think this is a valid question in on everybody's mind. As the SEC is delaying, people are starting to think, hey, is something going to prop their prop? prop their ugly head in here and unseat XRP. Now, the reality is I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I know the answer. All I can speak from is my experience in technology. Technology takes a long time to develop, a long time to test, and then a long time to implement. Okay? So we know, and I think Abzan, I think we shared an article with you last week that I think it was the World Economic Forum had mentioned, or, or it was an article that, anyway, maybe it was 2018, but it talked about how XRP was being tested by central banks back in like 2017, 18. Yeah, I can add to what you're saying here, Johnny. So what we pulled up was an article from the World Economic Forum stating that Ripple XRP was going to be the most prominent currency in the institution of central bank digital currencies. And what they said is that Ripple XRP is going to be when you take an American central bank digital currency, you're going to convert that into Ripple, send it to Europe, and then convert it back into a CBDC. So floor's open. And, And my point is on that, is they were already telling us in 2017, 18, 19 that they were testing this technology. <clears throat> now, right, as they're testing it, and now they're probably in the process, they probably made the decision. Now they're in the process of implementation, right? They're not going to launch a global system, which is the financial, the heart and soul of the financial system is the central banking system. There's no freaking way they're launching that thing until they know it works perfectly, right? Until they got all the pieces in place, fully get it all connected. This is a a major, major, major transformation that takes time. And the only logical thing that makes sense on this XRP lawsuit is that as they're doing this, they needed extra time. They want to hold it down, keep it out of the hands of the retailers, and delay, delay, delay while they're in the background going through implementation and getting all these bits and pieces in place. And we also have heard from folks who have we've had on the show who have contacts with other government agencies that have literally told them the XRP and XLM are the chosen ones as well. So when you put all these pieces together, it kind of makes sense. Um, so at the end of the day, we're not going to know for sure. You know, but, but can some other technology usurp it? Well, think about it. That technology would have to be created. I know people think it's HBAR, right? Have to be created. It then needs to be tested by them, and then it needs to be implemented. So that would mean if that's just, let's say HBAR is ready to be tested today. That's another five, six years. And we all know that they want to do this by 2025. So the answer to the question, I don't think another technology is going to usurp XRP, in my opinion. But I could be wrong. But that's my opinion. I, I don't think so. So I'm curious what you guys think. Now, that was beautiful. And I know that we've run way over our time frame here, but we have so much good and valuable information. I, I don't I didn't really care this morning. I just wanted to give our listeners all the content that we had prepared for. And I want to say thank you to Andrew Cashflow. Thank you, Gonzo. Thank you to the Node Defender. And of course, my great friend, Johnny Crypto. It was phenomenal being with all of you guys this weekend. And I look forward to many more conferences and retreats in the future. It was a beautiful thing. And I'd like to close this thing the same way that we always do. Warriors, rah! rah.
Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Don't forget the monkeys, app. Oh, yep. Good point. Don't pull the throat, Mark. There they are. Yo, feel like number four. That's an IV.